It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country on the planet, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, fired up to bring you a big Friday episode of some top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. 888-788-9910, the phone number. If you want a part of this shindig, a shindig that begins and ends every day with one set of rules. You could be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a that is all. And I, you know, sometimes you take the beep as jerk or some other type of bad word uh, in my head. Okay. I am always associating it with a one-syllable term. People always ask me that when they meet me. They're like, hey, what does the beep stand for? It's whatever you want. Like, do you remember the TV show The Smurfs? Back in the day, they would use the word smurf as anything, an adjective, an adverb, and you know what I mean. We're out smurfing in the woods, you know. We've got to go smurf the fields with Smurfette. And I was like, well, I, I never knew what it meant. Looking back now, uh, Smurfette was probably getting around a little bit. But regardless of how you roll, you don't need to be smurf promiscuous. Uh, you just need to be cool on this show. That is the only rule. Uh, on day two of our mourning period for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, uh, we continue to mourn her. And uh, not only the loss of an iconic woman who led with such grace and class, but the loss of a bygone era where we really had leadership in the world that did emphasize things like unity and decorum and being above the fray. We don't really have that going on right now. And I think that was the greatest juxtaposition for me yesterday in covering you know, such a historic and tragic day uh, and looking out at the landscape of our politics that we're about to discuss today is, you know, we're sitting here with a president telling you half the people in this country are fascists. And it blows my mind when you juxtapose that against the life of the queen. Why? Because she lived long enough to watch our greatest generation defeat fascism. She lived long enough to watch the greatest generation in this country defeat fascism, only to have Joe Biden tell the greatest generation's grandkids that they were all a bunch of fascists. There's never been a dumber time to be alive than right now. You know, so when you hear me saying things at the top of the show, like, yeah, you'd be a Republican, you'd be a Democrat, you know, anything in between. Okay, it's one of the reasons being is because I recognize where we happen to be in year 246 of America. And it's a very precarious position where politicians are now attacking voters. Okay, we're used to them calling each other's names. We're used to them fighting for power. Okay, but this idea that you got a guy in the Oval Office who's literally saying half the country's a bunch of fascists, I mean, it's disgusting. But especially when you contrast it against the leadership of the queen, who was always showing the kind of dignity uh, that drew people from both sides of the aisle to respect her. Because not that she was, you know, overtly political, but she was meeting with prime ministers. But she was never, ever, ever castigating people 
for their differences. She was never castigating people for thinking differently than she did. She was never pressuring banks not to do business with them, social media platforms not to air their views, jobs to fire them because they weren't getting vaccines that she herself didn't even know would protect you from COVID. I mean, never. I mean, really, in this moment, it really like leaps off the page at me when you contrast the differences between what we lost in, you know, Queen Elizabeth and, you know, something like what we have in the current president and occupant of our uh, Oval Office. You know, so the problem is, you know, when I get on the air today, we're trying to figure out a way every day when we get on the air to make what? It's called a safe space for cool people. That's what I say. Safe space. You have to agree with me. You have to disagree with me. Okay, the whole point of America, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Okay, out of many, one. We're all free-range chickens. Everybody can be whatever the hell they want. We don't actually have to agree. That was the point of America, was that, you know, we had this thing, and it was called freedom! Okay, we're at a place now when, you know, you got your freedom. And it's certainly a precious thing, and we thank everybody who puts on the uniform to protect it. But a lot of your freedoms are under attack in this day and age. You got states like California telling you what car you got to buy. You know, oh, you can't buy gasoline cars anymore. Not around here. because We're saving the environment, you know, by running out of energy. California is basically just what is Gavin Newsom's slogan going to be if he runs for president? Make America Amish again? Like, you know, it's ridiculous. OK, but everybody in today's politics does not try to build consensus through idea. They do not try to build consensus through leadership. What we see again and again and again from the people in charge of this country right now is not, hey, consensus building. It's do it our way or you're a racist. Do it our way or you're a fascist. Do it our way or you're a science denier. Say the people who want you to believe there's no biological difference between a man and a woman. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. But that's, you know, the thing that drives me nuts. As I watched all these tributes to the queen, like I'm not a guy who is well-versed in royal history. We're going to have Martha McCallum on today to talk about that. But as I contrast what true leadership looks like, what grace and humility she carried herself with, you know, it's a point I made yesterday that I'll make again today. The reason they're mourning the queen all over the world is not because she had a big fancy title. It's because she held that title really, really well. Correct the mundo. Okay, Joe Biden not carrying that title really, really well. Uh, I'm going to play some clips in this hour because he went back in to, you know, attacking Republicans again yesterday. Biden sucks. Man, like, is there any lesson to be learned? And the people in the media are no different. I've got some clips from the media. Yeah, about, you know, things that were being said at MSNBC yesterday about the queen. And I got to tell you, man, it's it's really hard to listen to some analysis because they're always trying to shoehorn it into their own politics as a means of as a means of actually slandering the other people. And here we are. Listen to this clip on MSNBC. It's just fascinating. Here's we'll start with Richard Stengel, clip five. I have to say to the, your earlier question, why, why are news, American news networks uh, dedicating all of this time to Queen Elizabeth's funeral? I think it's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think it's something, there's a weakness in the American character that still yearns for that 
era of hereditary privilege, which is the very thing that that we escaped from. So um, there, I've made myself the. No, of the I love it. We're, okay. we're, we're keeping it real. Are you kidding? We're keeping it real. Okay, oh, yeah. real. If you put a tent over it and put on size sixteen shoes and a red nose, <laughs> I mean, you're talking straight clown stuff. Okay, when you tell me, okay, the reason Americans are covering the passing of the queen is you know they they miss colonization and those old school racist attitudes so much the only people stuck in the past are the idiots dumb enough to believe what that guy just said okay we are living in a fully integrated society okay your biggest pop culture stars your biggest athletes your biggest figures in elected office all happen to hail from hundreds of ethnicities Okay, we're not living in 1822. We're living in 2022, a land where you could have, you know, as I said yesterday, a vice president, a female black vice president who's so dumb she studied for a covid test. Tell it like it is. I mean, think about it. We're a country that elected a black president twice and he wasn't really good at the job. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, we're so far past race in this country because we integrated society way back when. Because people fought for civil rights. Because people fought to integrate schools. Maybe not a guy like Joe Biden, but other people fought to integrate the schools. Okay? And the reality is, all of the progress made to attain the America we now live in is so disrespected when people make these dumb, dopey remarks. Same thing with Biden calling us fascists. Yo, if your grandparents, my grandparents, literally defeated fascism, like actual fascism, where they really were forcefully killing people, okay, rounding them up, silencing their speeches, okay, forcing, you know, government onto people's lives, whether they were agreeing with it or not, okay, the definitions of fascism, okay, we fought a war. To end fascism. We fought a world war to end real fascism. Now we've got a guy just throwing the words around all willy-nilly, you know, mainly because it's a lot easier to call people names than it is to stick up for a record as lousy as Joe Biden's. That's true. That is true. Let me give you one more, though. Okay, here's another MSNB comment about Elizabeth being a colonizer queen. It's clip six. Part of a legacy is that colonization it is the atrocities that were committed in the name of queen or country during the colonizing period and um and yes many countries fought hard many of them many lives were lost people imprisoned even tortured um in order to be set free from from britain's um colonization so to speak and she was the queen during that time so for for a number of people while people are trying to be respectful of her passing, because I'm respectful of her passing, I can respect her sense of duty. But what I cannot do is to look at her legacy through rose-tinted glasses. And I don't think that would be right to do. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Okay, the queen, for what it's worth, accelerated the decolonization of the world. The queen, for what it's worth, was, you know, traveling to Africa and other nations you know, holding the sick, encouraging the poor. And again, this is not like the pro-monarchy radio hour. But the point is, these are disgusting people. And they're trying to, they're trying constantly. I'm going to give you a little more. They're trying constantly to draw a comparison between things you might not have liked about the British Empire and the modern Republican voter. That's the whole point of what I'm about to play. Listen to this. This is about race relations. Clip seven. I think that in order for us to fully encapsulate 
a legacy. It is important for us to understand the history, the legacy, what she what she did, what she did not do, what she failed to do. So for a lot of people, if she like me, if she had led by being vocally visible against racial injustice and inequality in Britain and, ad and addressed both historical and present-day systemic racism, she would have had a lot of legitimacy and credibility in a number of nations, including those that still have her head of state. Moving shut up, as will you shut so up? I think this is all part of it. What an idiot. I mean, seriously. Okay. First of all, just so you're clear, there's no such thing as systemic racism in the modern age. There's not a racist law on the books in this country. They were all struck down over 50 years ago. Okay. When we get here on a day where a woman dies after 70 years on the throne, revered the world over, and we're starting to take cheap shots about straw man racism arguments, okay, what we're really trying to do is leverage the queen's death and the attention being paid to the queen's death to advance a democratic agenda. That's what's going on in this moment. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Yelling about colonization, yelling about straw man, racist arguments and everything in between. Oh, she could have did this better. What is she really trying to say? You know, well, we still got all these problems because of the Republicans. Okay, the queen's superpower, the reason she's mourned the world over and none of the people you heard speaking in this break will be, is because the queen was above this garbage. This is garbage. I really want you to think about this. Imagine you in your head being willing to believe that 74 million people you've never even met were racist. You didn't meet them. You didn't know them. You didn't know if they were in biracial relationships. You didn't know if they adopted kids from other races. You didn't know what kind of work life they had. You didn't know what kind of charity life they had. You didn't know what their social engagements were at all. Didn't know who they grew up around. Didn't know who they, you know, think about it. Think about me. Okay. I, I for most of my adult life, was a cab driver, the only white guy in a garage that employed 300 people from every country you've ever heard of. And a lot of countries you haven't heard of, including myself. I hadn't heard of most of them. I was like, wow. Never heard of that place, but fascinating, and it was great to get to know people. But because I am a Fox News radio host, okay, there are millions and millions and millions of Democrats out there that assume, oh, he's a racist, he's a fascist, he's a white supremacist. Why do they believe that? Because they're intellectually lazy. It's easier to just throw people into a box that makes you feel better about yourself than it is to stand up with policies that nobody actually supports. I mean, when you think of anything the Democrats have passed, they don't pass anything on the merits. Like, hey, everybody in the country wants this. They just passed a climate change bill by calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. Think about that. They passed an American Rescue Plan. Again, fancy name. But what did it do? It drove up inflation to the moon. It was a COVID relief plan that spent $1.9 trillion and only gave 9% of its money to COVID. That is financial lunacy. Okay, but understand, that's what we're dealing with in this era. Labeling. It's all about labeling. I'm going to play some more Biden clips in a minute, okay? Ah, oh, the queen could have did more with racism. Ah, oh, Republicans are a bunch of racists. They don't know that to be true. They can't quantifiably prove that. The only thing we know to be quantifiably true from hearing people try to leverage the queen's death like they leverage every other tragedy to advance their agenda, whether it's inflation, whether it's high gas prices. Oh, you need an electric car. You know, inflation. Ah, oh, that's why we need abortion. It's so expensive to pay for kids. Remember Jennifer Granholm saying that? Insane. OK, but the only thing we really know is that all these labels go at you every day, not just when the queen dies, but every day as our country dies a little bit more. It's because they can't sell 
any of their policies, okay? So they'd rather sell gullible people who need to feel better about themselves on the fact that you're some type of bigot. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Of course, no race to the intellectual bottom would be complete without the on-air talent at CNN. CNN is the worst. Here's Zane Asher on CNN. He got hair and makeup. Looked into a camera. She got hair and makeup. Excuse me. Uh, she got hair and makeup. And uh, looked into a camera and said the queen owes everybody reparations. Clip eight. You saw last year um, Barbados, for example, removing the queen as head of state. You are seeing growing calls for republicanism in various other sort of Commonwealth, Commonwealth nations, especially in the Caribbean. And I think it's this idea that there is now an understanding of how much money the royal family may have made from slavery, um, their involvement in sort of colonialism, and there are calls uh, for reparations, right? And mm -hmm. even if the reparations are unlikely to happen, you sort of do get this sense that, you know, it's unfortunate that there's been no apology. Can you imagine being that stupid? I mean, man, just disgusting. The Queen. Yo, the Queen. The Queen of England. Okay, you don't look at you don't have to be a fan of the monarchy. I mean, we're only America because we covered the spread in the Revolutionary War. We were fifty five point underdogs in Vegas. We went out there and got the W against all odds. But the point is, the Queen is someone who carries herself with a grace and a class and a humility that we need more of. Part of that grace and class and humility happens to be taking the high road from time to time. OK, the idea that people again and again and again have none of that grace, have none of that class, have none of that restraint. They're not talking about the queen because they want you to think about the queen. They're talking to the queen because their concern is themselves. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. 
You're right. Which brings me to your President Joe Biden. I'm going to play some clips in the next break. We're just going to sit through them, okay? I always say this is America's family meeting, okay? All Americans, Republicans, Democrats, independents, libertarians, I don't care. Whatever you are, we're just hanging out doing our thing. The guy that's supposed to be in charge of this country is flat out on a warpath of trying to convince people Republicans are the devil, hoping if they get mad enough at Republicans, they'll forgive him for the fact that the cost of everything is quadrupled under his actual leadership. Biden sucks. Fox Across America presents Great Moments in Presidential History. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. <laughs> Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. President is a mess. And, you know, we tell all these jokes about, you know, oh, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Young Lincoln Fallon, which, by the way, programming update. Uh, Lincoln Fallon not on the show today. His first football game of high school, first high school football game is this coming Monday. And you will hear from the Link Man Monday to preview the game. Let us know whether or not the Clark Rams are going to cover the spread. There's a lot to get into. A lot to get into. Okay, but right now, I'm playing you Lincoln Drops. We're making fun of Biden and, you know, the old adage that the engine's running and there's nobody behind the wheel. But the bigger issue now is what he's doing is really disgusting. Okay, it's as disgusting as it is desperate to be going on offense as aggressively as he is in a way that does coincide with the fact that he's really not all there. Understand, last Thursday, he bathed himself in red lights, flanked himself by two Marines, and then went out there and said half the country's a bunch of fascists, a threat to our actual democracy. He said they didn't accept the results of the election. They're a threat to the democracy. Again, won't speak to the fact that the Democratic Party said the 2016 election wasn't legitimate. Won't speak to the fact that his own White House press secretary has now been called out for multiple tweets claiming the 2016 election was flat out stolen. Okay, I say this all the time. When there's a double standard, there's none. No standard. Okay, that's where we are right now. Joe Biden is really in a disgusting place. Thursday says everybody's a bunch of fascists. There's a big blowback by some people on Friday. So, you know, oh, we just want to clear it up. We weren't saying they're all fascists. Just some of them are fascists. You know, Corrine Jean-Pierre. He wasn't he wasn't really trying to say everybody was fascist. You know, sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. We know what was said, but they walked it back. They walked it back. And Biden made it a point to say at his Sunday speech. And again, if you remember, Biden spoke on Labor Day on Monday. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And in that speech, he went out of his way to say, well, you know, not all Republicans are fascists. It's just the MAGA Republicans. Oh, oh, the MAGA. So it's just the 74 million people who voted for Trump. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. (laughs) No, it's not all. Not all the Republicans. Just the MAGA Republicans. You know, the 74 million that voted for Trump. They're, they're, They're the fascists. Again, such an insult to people who suffered from real fascism, such an insult to the heroes that conquered real fascism, but just a bigger insult in the modern day to your own intelligence 
that he trots a line like that out, tries to clean it up, but then goes right back in. Like, yo, the point is we deserve better. You know, we just, as a country, you deserve better. This guy is not fit to lead. Okay, we can talk about his age and how fragile he is and the fact that he quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. Okay, but the bigger issue is this man is completely unmoored when it comes to what he's willing to say and do to hold on to power. Okay, understand, he was willing to say that Georgia's voter ID law was Jim Crow on steroids. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia. Think about that. Worse than Jim Crow. Worse than an era where they were beating people up so they wouldn't vote, burning down their houses. Okay, charging them poll taxes, grandfather clauses, literacy tests, a really disgusting era in our country that people fought and died to end. Okay, but he's saying asking somebody for a driver's license so they can vote is worse than Jim Crow. Jim Crow and steroids is insane. Okay, just the same. I don't run the Donald Trump radio defense fund, but I condemn an honest conversation. Joe Biden was willing to say what? This is a battle for the soul of our nation. Because down in Charlottesville, Donald Trump never condemned the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. The point is, he's willing to say anything, literally anything, okay, if he thinks it'll slander the other side and bring people to his corner. But the anything he is saying is creating a really level of toxic division in this country because we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. And if you cater to a crowd on the left that runs purely on emotion, they don't run on fact, okay, no fact at all. It's all emotion, okay? You've got to get the vaccine or you're going to kill my grandma. You got it. You got it. You're a murderer. You don't get the – because getting the vaccine, follow the science. If you get the vaccine, you can't get COVID. But that's what they do. Okay? Think about it. How many clips have I played you? Rachel Maddow, Joe Biden. Okay, here's Joe Biden four times telling you you got to get the vaccine. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You have to get the vaccine. Okay? Have to get the vaccine or you're going to kill everybody else. Listen to this one. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. Did you hear that? Shame on you. Did you hear Arnold Schwarzenegger? Screw you. Screw your freedom. That's what he says. Screw you. Screw your freedom. I mean, yo, screw my freedom. How about you? Okay, because here's a question for all the people saying it's time to start shaming these people. Okay. Getting the vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. He knows what he's talking about. How can I make that claim? Because we've got a president that's vaxxed and boosted. He's gotten four shots and he got COVID twice in one week. Oh, wow. We've got 100 members of Congress vaxxed and boosted that have gotten COVID. So when they yell at you, you got to get COVID. You're a murderer. 
Okay, do you understand? That's emotion. That's not fact. That is not fact. It is emotion. The side that claims things like, ah, oh, follow the science, it's all projection. They're accusing you of what they themselves are doing. And it's really disgusting. And it just, it's really jumped out at me. And it's really burning my balls today because I'm watching the queen. And again, she's not a prime minister. She's not technically a politician. But I'm watching what it looks like to lead, to actually lead. As the leader, okay, you're in charge of the whole thing. Not half of it, not the quarter of it that believe in your BS, okay, but all of it. That's what leadership is. Okay, when you drive a bus or fly a plane, okay, you don't start the journey with a mind on keeping 30% of the passengers safe. Why? Because as they go, we all go. So if the people you're disregarding end up in a bad spot, chances are so are the other 30% of the passengers you were looking out for. That's the larger point I'm trying to make is this is not real leadership. It's real desperation. It's real disgusting. But listen to this clip. Here's Republicans. Uh, Biden. Republicans don't have a clue about women. So he's trying to mobilize, he's trying to mobilize the female vote now. Oh, they don't like women. Here it is. Clip nine. Republicans have awakened a powerful force in this nation. Women. W-O-W. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Those of your lawyers, read the decision. And the court says that women have a right to vote to change this if they don't like it at the state level. Exactly. Well, guess what, pal? Here you come. Here you come. Republicans don't have a clue about the power of women. Not a clue. Let me tell you something. They're about to find out. They're about to find out. I mean it. This guy's a serious ass. I mean, really. Okay. Republicans have women all over elected leadership. You hear all of them come on my show. Okay, they're everywhere. Okay, and the God's honest truth is when it comes to the issue he's referencing, which is abortion, the vast, vast, vast majority of men and women support a lot less abortion than what the Democrats are proposing. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. The Democrats, again, are proposing infanticide. Again, we're, not ta- we're talking about emotion. They sell emotion. So they're telling you Republicans are the bad guys because they don't support the right to abort a baby up until birth. A baby, 30 weeks after it can live outside the mom, okay? 30 weeks, that's infanticide, it's murder, doesn't need a mom, doesn't need the mom to keep it alive. The Democrats want that level of abortion on demand, okay? The only other countries who have that level of abortion on demand are China and North Korea. I got a bad feeling about this. Really bad, because those are two of the biggest human rights abusers in the world. But that's the kind of law he's pushing for, and he wants you to believe, again, you're the bad guy. What, is, what claim does he have to the fact that you're the bad guy? Just his willingness to say it in front of a camera. Okay, just the same as you're a fascist. Okay, you didn't force people to get medicine Whether they wanted it or not, you didn't fire people if they didn't comply with the government's orders. You didn't shut down businesses if they didn't comply with the government's orders. By definition, again, fascism. Okay, it's all an exercise in projection, but it's really divisive and disgusting because the vitriol out there, like I got to tell you, man, you know, as I've gotten more TV exposure, you know, you'll see like my engagement go up on like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And I pay attention. Like if you guys message me on the Fox Cross America page, I write back to you all the time. All the time, okay? 
And if you guys, you know, have noticed a lot of my engagement, like I'll, I used to throw up tweets a year ago that get like 100, 200 likes, whatever. Now I throw them up. Some of them get 40, 50,000, 80, 90,000. It's crazy. And it's, you know, obviously a testament to the power and the reach of the media platform I happen to broadcast on. But as I read the comments that come in, like I'll read you one right here. This is amazing. This is a guy, if you listen to the show every day and you know me, you know, just like a fat guy who plays video games with his kid. I don't really care. I don't care if you vote differently than me. I don't care if you believe what I do because I'm an American. You're not supposed to believe. You don't have to believe what I do. The point is we all do our own thing. And if somebody comes to harm America, oh, you know, you messed with the wrong team. Now we all get together. We've got that American fighting spirit. That's who we are. That's what I grew up in. That's what I bought into. That's what I'm trying to distill on the radio. Listen to this one. Uh, uh, I can't say this, but he's blaspheming uh, the Lord. But he says a, a, a bad word for the Lord and says, Jimmy, you are a cube. And I can't even read this. You are a Q infested TB wannabe Nazi scumbag traitor mother <laughs> effer. OK, this is what I get. And I got to correct this guy. It's 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 not mother effer. It's birthing person effer. I admire your honesty. You can't, come on, man. Go effing rot, you worthless piece of S scumbag. What a rotten pig you are. F you, wannabe Nazi C-word. Go <laughs> effing rot. Okay, this is the side of tolerance and inclusion. They feel justified in talking to me like that, in talking to you like that, in talking to anybody who shares the political views of the show because their emotions are their facts. Joe Biden's telling them Republicans hate women. AOC's out there telling them Republicans will let pregnant women die from ectopic pregnancies. Yo, it is illegal, okay, because an ectopic pregnancy is a baby born outside the womb. All 50 states have laws requiring ectopic pregnancies to be surgically ended. Why? Because it would kill the mother. The fetus is not viable. This is not, if you were a pro-life person, something you should be against. This is a baby that can't live. This is a mother that can't live. Under those medical circumstances, every single state is required to terminate the pregnancy. But AOC is still out there running with a straight face on the fact that Republicans want to kill women with ectopic pregnancies. AOC is a dope. But these are the kind of things they feed their voters. Joe Biden calling you a fascist, saying you want to kill women, saying you're a racist, saying it's Jim Crow on steroids. That's what we're dealing with. Okay. And when leadership starts to distill this type of bile and the base digest it, you understand the people that are willing to tweet at a guy like me, F you Nazi scumbag. First of all, Nazi, like, come on, man. It's just so lazy. First of all, how many millions of Jewish people voted for the Republicans? I got to be honest with you. Okay, there must be a really bad typo in the Nazi handbook if they've got Jews in the party these days. I gotta be, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's, that's, that's the way it's supposed to work. Okay, think how many millions of black people voted Republican. There must be a really big typo in the white supremacist handbook for all of these black people to be voting Republican. Okay, Biden is saying these things because he is horrified. Do you understand the Democratic Party wins elections? with overwhelming support from the minority community, Latino voters, black voters, okay? They have historically powered the Democrats to wins. Biden is down 40 points with Latino voters, 40, mainly because his wife called him a bunch of breakfast tacos and pronounced bodegas as Bogota, okay? But also because he's left the border wide open, people who migrate here legally absolutely detest the fact 
that it's starting to resemble the type of country they fled. Absolutely detest the fact that they did things right, waited in line, came through the proper channels, and were legalized citizens of the United States, something they were proud to do. They hate that that citizenship means nothing now because you could just walk across the border illegally and come on down. They don't like that. Okay, he's also losing supporters with black voters. Okay, they're down double digits, 12 points with black voters. These are the two key constituencies that swing elections for them. But they're losing them. Why? Because they were pushing policies that directly harm the black community. Vaccine mandates keeping 40% of black school children out of school in Washington, D.C. Kept them out of school in New York City. Defund the police who disproportionately bared the burden of the spike in crime, the black community. So Biden's out there yelling racist, yelling that Republicans want to get blacks and women and other minorities, okay, as a way of distracting from the fact that he is the one who's actively harming them. That is correct. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Martha McCallum in the next break. But her opening act, Rick, in Cambridge, Minnesota. Yo, Rick. Jimmy, how are you I'm good, man. Uh, Mikey tells me, my call screener says you have some, you have a dispatch from The View. Is that true? Oh, my gosh, Jimmy. I have never heard so much vile in my whole life. Isn't it disgusting? I mean, the, the poor lady isn't even dead, what, a couple days? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're ripping on her. They want reparations for the rest of the world that are colonies. And it's all her fault the world's this way. And Sonny Hostin has flames shooting out of her eyes. She's <laughs> she's just an evil, evil woman. How you, could they let that stuff be on TV? Well, you want to know what it is. You got you to understand who they're broadcasting to. A lot of the, the views, the, the vast majority of the views audience are people that are just saddled with white guilt. It's, you know, middle-aged women. A lot of them don't work. Some of them do. Uh, but they're, they're spectacularly prosperous. They feel guilty about their success. And you can always dump on somebody on that show because if you give that audience somebody to hate, it spares them from having to hate themselves. So that's why on a day yeah, like today, just, they, they go in on the queen. I was just sitting home. Uh, I'm sick, <laughs> you know, and I happen to have it on TV, and I never want to see anything like that again. Yeah, I don't know why you did that to yourself. Normally, the only way you end up watching The View is if they're interrogating you at Guantanamo Bay. So I hope you weren't planning an attack or something, Rick. One thing it did it did remind me to do is go in my bedroom and pray. <laughs> <laughs> Say an extra one for me. Good call, brother. We'll do it again soon. We're going to dig that clip up. We'll play it in the next hour before Martha McCallum joins us right here on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, lacing them up for a big hour of Fox Across America. Martha McCallum, host of the story here on the Fox News Channel, is over in London where Prince Charles is giving his first address as King Charles III. And for some odd reason, he has chosen not to give his big Unify the Country speech, bathed in blood-red lights, flanked by two Marines. Didn't he get the memo that that's how you unite the country nowadays? Oh, my goodness gracious. 
888-900-9910. If you want to help me unite the radio airwaves, this is, of course, an audio safe space for cool people where anybody can be anything. We don't care, okay? Boy, girl, they, them, black, white, Asian, Latino, anything you want to be. Pokemon, Mario, Luigi, we don't care. It's Fox Across America. It's an all-skate. Come on the show. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a couple of quick updates before we start this hour. I am on Tucker Carlson tonight. You will see me and Tucker getting the band back together. Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, always a high honor to be on, I, I would say, the most culturally significant show anywhere in America right now. Uh, it's a big deal for a little old cab driver like me, or as they call me on left-wing Twitter, a Nazi scumbag. It's a big deal for a Nazi scumbag like me to be on the highest-rated primetime show in the world. That is a big deal. So if you want to check it out, check it out one way or the other. Shout-out to Tucker. Always a high honor to be there. Uh, also, really quick, uh, as some of you might have heard, I have been plugging a couple of gigs incessantly. Out in Vegas at the Red Rock Casino, uh, the first show sold out. The second show now inches away from selling out. If you want to go to that gig in Vegas, a lot of you have messaged me on Facebook. You have to buy your tickets for that, like, immediately. Go to Ticketmaster.com. It's Saturday night, November the 5th. It's the 10 p.m. show, November 5th, Saturday night, Red Rock Casino in Vegas. Uh, Ticketmaster, Jimmy Fallon, all of that stuff, 10 p.m. show. We're going to hang out afterwards. We're going gambling. We're going drinking. Anybody who was in Carson City will tell you, you know, or the Tampa Improv. Like, we don't just come to town to do a show. We come to town. It's like a family reunion. You guys listen to the show. You're my people. I'm really proud to have you as my audience. That's why I'm so pissed off that you keep getting called white supremacist and fascist because I know the only thing you actually hate is running out of beer. Okay? So if you happen to be in the market for that show, I'd love to see you there. The other show I have to push, and I'm doing a terrible job of pushing it. Terrible job. Okay? October the 15th, it is a Saturday night. I am in Ottumwa, Iowa at the Bridgeview Center. It is Saturday night, October the 15th. There are still plenty of tickets left for that because I'm a dirtbag and I haven't been pushing it enough on TV and radio. But you can get tickets for that at Ticketmaster.com. And I'd love to come hang out with you in Iowa, drink a bunch of beer, and go eat some fried fair food. Like, come on, let's go tip over the butter cow and then eat it. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's all I want to do. Go on the road, have a couple of pops, have a couple of bites. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. No, it's been serving me well. Uh, one person who will not be in Ottumwa, Iowa, who will not be at the Red Rocks Casino in Vegas, uh, is a gentleman by the name of Jesse Ernest Bridges. Okay, Jesse happens to be the eldest nephew of one of our hardcore listeners, James Bridges. And I have to give a shout-out to my man Jesse Ernest Bridges, who just graduated high school and has decided, rather than going to college and paying 850000 to be taught to hate America, he is going into the United States Army. Boom. Good for you, Jesse Ernest Bridges. We need more guys like you. Uh, we really do. If we could clone him, throw some water on him like a gremlin and make me like three million Jesse Ernest Bridges, this country would have a shot. OK, I do know that Jesse long term wants to be a diesel mechanic, uh, assuming that the Democratic Party doesn't ban any type of engine that isn't powered by the sun or the wind. God, I hope they won't. Uh, you really don't want a solar-powered car because contrary to what Annie sang, the sun will not always come out tomorrow. Annie was a nice little orphan, but she was a lousy weather girl. That's actually why her parents got rid of her. Nobody tells you that. She just gave the same forecast every day. The sun will come out. And they're like, no, it won't, Annie, not tomorrow. Shut up. You're so dumb. 
You are really dumb, for real. But a shout-out to my man, Jesse Ernest Bridges. Congratulations, and thank you uh, in advance for your service. And uh, you, my friend, when you do get out, if you want to go to a comedy show and get rip-roaring drunk with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, uh, you will always be on the guest list. So this bud's for you, kiddo, uh, assuming you're old enough to drink it. Well, who am I the judge, though? By the time I turned 21, I was, like, trying to quit drinking. I was a mess. Uh, but one of the reasons I was able to pull it together is because I live in the greatest country in the world, uh, something that happens to be under attack incessantly by the people that are supposed to be in charge of it right now. It's the biggest thing. I made this point earlier. We're talking about the death of the Queen of England. Queen of England, okay, alive to watch our greatest generation defeat fascism, also alive to watch the leader of this country call the greatest generation's grandparents a bunch of fascists. Kind of gross. Okay, but all of this slandering, all of this name-calling, spilled into yesterday's show, certainly going to spill into today's show, because all of this stuff goes down in the name of what political power But it comes at a time where we've got really bad violence in this country. You know, everybody listening on the roar of Memphis, we were talking last night about the killing spree that lunatic went on, live streaming it on Facebook as he was shooting people, broadcasting the play-by-play, a guy who did two years in prison but should have did about 20 for attempted murder. I mean, that's not actually the sentencing guideline, but the point is should have been out on the street. Okay, served 11 months of 36 for attempted murder. He was a youth at the time, charged as an adult, but he got out of jail in 11 months and went on a killing spree. Why? Because we have more empathy in this day and age for the criminal than we do for the people who follow the law. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's exactly what you do with a lot of these woke bail reforms that are turning people who should be serving lengthy prison sentences into regular members of society, able to do whatever the hell they want, including kill people. Everything woke turns to So let me give you another example of that, because this one's really nuts. Okay, you didn't hear about this one anywhere in the media. Good gosh. A Democratic public official in Nevada arrested for allegedly murdering a journalist. I don't know if you followed this story. I've been following it all week. Uh, Dana Perino had messaged me this uh, after America's Newsroom yesterday, and I was like, good Lord. Uh, On Wednesday, Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis was arrested in connection with the death of Las Vegas Review investigative reporter Jeff German. German fatally stabbed outside of his home on Saturday. This is a Democratic lawmaker who actually killed someone. Is anyone in the media talking about this? The answer would be no. Of course not. Why? Because they want to keep selling you the fact that these MAGA Republicans are a threat to journalism. They're going to get us all killed with this rhetoric. Do you believe this stuff? Again and again and again, the labeling. Okay, the reporter had exposed a bunch of scandals uh, that had become problematic for this Democratic politician, saying he had an extramarital affair with a staffer. All right, well, don't judge the guy until we, you know, get a look at the staffer. Hubba, hubba. I'm kidding. But the point is he had an extramarital affair with a staffer, says he included a hostile work environment. Uh, And the networks that are reporting about the murder. Are you ready for this? ABC, Good Morning America, okay, is one of them. Every single network that's carried this, whether we're talking about ABC, NBC, CNN, or anything in between, they're not mentioning his political party. The media is a bunch of losers. Think about that. Okay, this guy goes out and kills somebody, and there's nobody out there. First of all, okay, 
the airwaves won't mention his political party, but at least give them credit because the New York Times, the Washington Post won't even cover the story. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Oh, let me give you this montage because this is mind-blowing. A public official in Las Vegas has been arrested on suspicion of killing a renowned investigative journalist in the city. Jeff German, a reporter at the Las Vegas Review-Journal, was found stabbed to death outside of his home last week. Yesterday, police arrested a man named Robert Tellis. He's the Clark County public administrator that came after an hours-long standoff at Tellis's home. Tellis had been the subject of several investigative pieces written by German. Overnight, a stunning development in connection with the deadly stabbing of a veteran investigative reporter in Las Vegas. A local elected official who had been the subject of reporting is now charged with his murder. In May, Garman filed an investigative report on Telus's office reporting it was mired in turmoil and internal dissension over the past two years. With allegations of emotional stress, bullying and favoritism leading to secret videotaping of the boss and a co-worker outside the office. Tellus denied the accusations, but the following month he lost his primary bid for re-election. Overnight, the mystery of the death of an investigative journalist in Las Vegas deepening as police make an arrest. Jeff Garriman, an award-winning reporter for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, was found stabbed to death outside his home Saturday morning. Now the paper's editor saying that a local government official, Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis, is in custody on suspicion of murder. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. I mean, really. That was embarrassing. How many different clips did I just play you of media outlets? Oh, an elected official. Oh, his bid for re-election. Oh, his chance at another term. Okay, all mentioning elections, all mentioning terms. What are they not mentioning? The party he's running with. Yo, if you are a Democrat, I want you to understand you are not my enemy. My enemy is the scale. That's my enemy. Okay, I have to stop eating. Okay, that's my enemy. That's what I'm up against in life. Okay, you are not my enemy. I don't care if you think differently than me. I don't think you vote differently than me. I don't care. But Democrats have been duped into believing that the media being completely in the tank for their party is actually some type of a good thing. Wrong. It's not a good thing. The media's job is to hold people in power accountable, regardless of their political affiliation. That's the media's actual job. When the media becomes activists masquerading as journalists, you wind up with people in elected office that have no business being there. Like, I got to tell you, man, the Hunter Biden thing, it's never going away on this show. The FBI, the Justice Department, interfered in an election to swing it for a Democrat. We know that to be true. The Hunter Biden laptop, which the FBI knew was true before the election, Okay, the director of national intelligence knew it was true before the election. The members of the media who wouldn't allow you to share it before the election. What do they all have in common? They all censored the story. Correct the mundo. Every single one of them, okay, interfered in the election. Why? Because it was damaging to Joe Biden. They have it in their head that their caricature version of Donald Trump is so evil that they are justified in doing anything they want to stop them, whether they're breaking the law, whether they're interfering in an election, 
okay, whether you're getting show trials and show impeachments and raids on Mar-a-Lago or anything in between, yo, they're never going to stop coming at this guy. Okay, they're now investing one of his political packs now after they frog-marched Steve Bannon out of a courtroom yesterday for some type of fundraising chicanery. Steve Bannon apparently had the, you know, a We'll Build the Wall Ourselves charity that a lot of people donated a zillion dollars to, and now he's being accused of, oh, I don't know, absconding some of the money. That's just how white folks will do you. I don't know if it's true or it's false, but it's so hard to give law enforcement the benefit of the doubt because we've seen it weaponized against republic leadership for the past five years in a really disgusting way. But when the media gets out there and they start trying to protect political parties, like I said, Joe Biden. Okay, and the election interference that was constituted in them shutting down the laptop story became the president of the United States at a time when he very well could have been compromised. Okay, at a time when our whole government, our whole economy is being reconfigured to placate China. We're going to buy solar powers from China. Even though they're made from Uyghur slaves, we're going to buy solar powers from China. Even though China itself doesn't believe in climate change and is opening one coal plant after another, we're going to go buy coal things from China. Okay, we're going to send all our money to Ukraine, even though Ukraine is considered by the United Nations the number one corruption risk in the world. We're going to send 40 billion dollars to Ukraine. And then when we get done with that, we're going to expand the size of the IRS, not to audit Ukraine or the money we're sending over there, but to look at Joe Sixpack and make sure his deductions are on the up and up. They're doing so many things that don't emphasize the well-being of this country. And what's weird is every time a new check gets cut to another one of our, you know, adversaries on the world stage, okay, there's no scrutiny in the media. There's no intellectual curiosity about, oh, wow, that's really weird. Joe Biden's son made tens of millions of dollars from Ukraine. Now Joe Biden is telling us the war in Ukraine is the root of all economic evil. But rather than trying to end it, he's just sending more money to Ukraine to keep it going. You'd think one journalist would be like, hey, I don't know. Does this have anything to do with the fact that they, I don't know, gave your family like 10 million bucks? I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know. They are considered the most corrupt country in the world. Maybe we should look at that. Yeah, it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like if, if OJ had a female roommate that goes missing, I would think it would dawn on somebody to maybe question OJ at some point. But not in the media. They don't care. Oh, China. Look at all the business Hunter Biden did with China. Look at the emails that surfaced yesterday about Hunter Biden promising actual top officials in the Chinese Communist Party that he could connect them with upper echelon leaders of our government. Okay, again, his banking records were flagged 159 times by Barack Obama's Treasury Department. Where is the lack of intellectual curiosity? And as a liberal, people like, oh, who cares? Okay, if they don't investigate him, my party keeps winning. But do you understand your party keeps winning because the media isn't holding them accountable? And the end result of which is that America keeps losing. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. So passionate. (laughs) Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man you can see on the Tucker Carlson Show tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, yes, you can hang out with me in Ottumwa, Iowa. Man, I'm going to be plugging that one a lot between now and October the 15th, Saturday night. You can get tickets for it at Ticketmaster.com. 
Uh, I'd love to hang out with you, though. I keep I always come on the air and talk endlessly about all of these, you know, events we do down in Tampa, down in Texas, you know, up in Utica or VMT in Vermont at the Spanked Puppy, all the cool stuff we've done. Carson City. Just great, man. Great, great, great. Lake of the Ozarks. I'm still I still haven't sobered up from hanging out with you guys. It's a mess. Uh, but the, one of the reasons I really want you guys to go there, you understand, it's what I, you know, it's my job. Okay, they're going to pay me to go tell some jokes. It's going to be an awesome time for me no matter how this works out. But I really want you guys to see what you're a part of. You are a part of a movement that it really is so unique. I was saying this on stage. I had a woman flash me at my last show. Do you think anybody's flashing Mark Levin after a show? The answer would be no. With all due respect to Mr. Levin, <laughs> I mean him no disrespect. He's had a hell of a career, okay? He's amazing, okay? He's had a hell of a career. He's a brilliant guy. He's the great one. So make no mistake about it. I am not disparaging him. I am just telling you that we are distilling a level of fun and fury on the radio that is just unrivaled, okay? The people that come to these shows are amazing. Like, I brought Jenny to the Ozarks. We were, like, proud. Like, we went to bed that night proud, which is more than we can say when we, you know, look at our son Lincoln's report cards. Shut your mouth. I'm kidding. But we really were. We were like, wow, what a cool crowd. Like, the people who come out and, like, actually support this show are all funny. Some of them wear loud jackets to, like, upstage me. Everybody's got some type of a fat joke for me. Oh, it's great. You guys are the best. Okay? And it's that forced multiplication of positive energy that, you know, we're trying to do on the airwaves every day. It's That's what we bring to the comedy clubs. That's what we're about to bring to an interview with the great Martha McCallum, who is over in London where the king has just addressed St. Paul's Cathedral, and she will weigh in on what's happening and what's next right here on the Big Bad Fox Across America where we head across the pond when we come back. As the Queen herself did with such unswerving devotion, I too now solemnly pledge myself throughout the remaining time God grants me to uphold the constitutional principles at the heart of our nation. And wherever you may live in the United Kingdom or in the realms and territories across the world, and Whatever may be your background or beliefs, I shall endeavor to serve you with loyalty, respect, and love, as I have throughout my life. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course, in a very historic moment for the British monarchy. As you know, I am the furthest thing from a royal expert. The highest-ranking monarchs I'm familiar with are Burger King and Dairy Queen. Uh, But joining us now on the show is actual Fox News royalty from London, host of the story, Martha McCallum is here. Hello, Martha. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, as you know, my connection to the monarchy is I've hung out a lot at White Castle. Um, <laughs> well, that's a noble effort. I hear you're very good at it. <laughs> I've got I've gotten across the moat several times successfully, as you can tell. Uh, but, but but yes, thank you for that. I know it's a really heavy day over there. But from what I was listening to, is there's somewhat a mix of the obviously the gravity of losing someone as historic as the Queen, but there's also some inspiration by the fact that this is a new era. This is a very heavy turning of the page. 
I think that's true, and I think it's something that Queen Elizabeth worked long and hard to build that foundation for the future through her son. And I think the fact that she decided uh, and proclaimed that that uh, Camilla, his wife, would be the queen consort, she gave her sort of the nod of approval. And in doing that, she liberated the rest of the country to also look on her favorably and to move beyond the Diana age, which is now 25 years ago. I thought it was interesting that Charles mentioned in his speech that he and Camilla had been married for 17 years, which is a long time. And I just thought that was maybe a subtle way of saying to everyone, you know, look, this is uh, a deep commitment and she is an enormous support to me and I I want you to embrace her as well. So, and I think that process has long begun here. Um, I also thought that really the most interesting part perhaps of the speech beyond some business that he took care of and checking the boxes of his uh, faith for the Anglican Church and also his belief in the constitutional monarchy system, which is kind of two things he has to marker and uh, say clearly for his ascension, which happens tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, were the references to his sons. He he said, you know, my son William is now the Duke of Cornwall, and he and his wife become the Prince of Wales and the new Princess of Wales, which, of course, were the titles of Prince Charles and, and Diana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, she's so closely associated with that title. And then he said, and my love for Harry and Meghan as they continue to build their lives overseas. And that was that. You know, listen. There, so there. <laughs> I thought that, that really stuck out to me as a moment where the two of them aren't necessarily sitting up and going, yay, we're back in the fold. You know, no, I think it was pretty clear that that, that division remains. Yeah, there's a little bit of a talk to the hand thing going on. Uh, the great, mm-hmm. great Martha McCallum, host of the story, joining us live from London, uh, where we are awaiting the ascension of King Charles III, which will happen, as she said, tomorrow. I want to talk about the Queen for a second really quickly, because I think what we're seeing Charles execute today is very much a blueprint in that the queen built this thing so it would survive her, you know, and there was this humble sense of service that really did, you know, this is a point I made earlier, and maybe you can speak to this, is the reason the whole world is in mourning is not because she held such a fancy title, it's because she held that title so well. And, I mean, is that is that what you're sensing when you're there today, that this goes beyond the majesty of the position, but that there was just a deep reverence for this woman? Absolutely. And and Charles talked about the affection and guidance that she gave them uh, and that they had for her and his grief and gratitude uh, for his mother and, and recognizing the deep loss that he feels. But he also said that my mother promised that whether her life be short or long, she would be it would all be devoted to the service of the country. And that is a promise of lifelong service that I renew today, he said. And so he's saying to the country, I will be in service to you for, I I think you put it, you know, for whatever days God grants me. So he's clearly saying that he wants to continue that life of service and putting the country before himself in the way that his mother did. And and you're right. I think she laid that groundwork for very carefully. That's why they talk about the crown and not about the person, because the crown passes on and it is supposed to create this kind of stability in a cultural and tradition for the country that's separate from politics. And I also thought it was interesting that he said, you know, some of my charities that I've cared deeply about, I won't have time for them anymore. I'm going to pass them on to other people. Because I I think that was almost his way of saying some of the issues that I've kind of aligned myself with, Mm -hmm. I will separate from those because they may have some political 
connotations in some ways in the yeah. way they're perceived. And now I'm I'm about sort of this larger purpose of the country. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think there's a note, there's a takeaway there that if you're a leader, um, you lead everybody, not just the people who believe, you know, in, in your beliefs and align with your political views. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was I thought it was actually nice that he didn't bathe himself in blood red lights and flank himself with Marines, you know, for his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like somebody else we know. Yeah, they got they got the optics right. All right. I just one more quick question, Martha, while we got you on the line. Martha McCallum joining us from London. Uh, when there is a royal ascension. OK, we've seen, you know, all the pictures of people lining the streets. And I saw Prince Charles getting kissed outside Buckingham Palace. It really is a wonderful, festive thing to be around. But I have to ask, like, does an ascension compare to, like, a rock concert in any way? Do people tailgate and get rowdy? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I think the ascension will not be that way. I think the coronation, though, when that happens, uh-huh. which will probably be, I'm guessing it'll it'll be probably eight, eight to 12 months away. I don't think they're going to wait too long. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth was 18 months after she became queen, but I think because she's older, they'll do it a little bit more quickly. But I think the coronation would be kind of a big oh, rock star style party. Uh, <laughs> the Ascension tomorrow morning is more of an official uh-huh. service that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we saw a lot of that kind of jubilation at the Jubilee. Yeah. But I think this week is about is a little bit more reverent more um, steeped in in tradition. So you can come back for your tailgate party for the coronation. (laughs) I was was just going to say, my whole crew just logged off of Expedia. We were booking flights, but you just just gave us what we needed to know. We'll log back on in about a year. (laughs) Next time, Martha, but uh, it it is a date. You can put me in the overhead storage bin, I promise. I'll be a good guest. Awesome. Um, I really appreciate you. sounds like a party. Yep, we'll all be watching you on TV this weekend. Thanks, Martha. You're the coolest. Thank you, Jimmy. The goes. The legendary Martha McCallum host of the story telling the story from london all weekend long uh martha knows her royals man and that's why it's a high honor to have her on the show it's fascinating to me to be talking to her as she's on the other end of the world at buckingham palace you know the closest i really come to talking to a royal is like i met george brett at a baseball card show once (laughs) i met frank white and buddy biancolana and steve bye bye balboni those are the only royals i know uh, but Martha McCallum, the bell of the ball here at Fox News, no one more admired or respected. Uh, fascinating to have her on the show and to hear what she said about Prince Charles. Uh, and it was something I took away, the clip we bumped in on. Uh, I want to play it one more time, Josh, because it really is, again, it, it's a very self-aware clip in that he's talking about being king for everybody. What did I say at the top of the show? The reason the queen was so revered is as a leader She recognized she was in charge of everybody, not just the 33% who agree with you, the 52% of agree with you. Now, you remember when Joe Biden gave his inaugural address on the steps of the Capitol, he did what everybody does. He promised he promised to govern for all Americans, whether they voted for me or not. You're a bald faced liar. liar. He has not even come close to governing. For all Americans, he's not even made an attempt to govern for all Americans. He's calling half of them fascist and white supremacist right now. But to Prince Charles's credit, he is actually separating himself from his charity work that is politically motivated charity work. It doesn't mean he's not going to espouse those views behind the scenes, and I'm sure he might even throw some of his weight around. But the point is, if you want to 
unify the country, you have to recognize that the people who don't agree with you have value, that their ideas have value, that their positions have value. And you can't be so intellectually lazy, so reductive as to just automatically assume that anybody who doesn't think your way must be bigoted or filled with hatred or anything in between. Okay, I tell you this all the time. My biggest frustration as an American. So I was a cab driver the day Barack Obama got inaugurated, and I pulled my cab over in front of Madison Square Garden and listened to his inaugural address because it was truly inspiring to me. Like, I didn't know much about Obama. I wasn't a big Obama fan one way or the other, okay? But I was like, wow, this is the moment. This is the actual moment in America where we had finally lived up to the promise that anyone could truly be anything. Yeah, we had seen literally millions of minorities make millions of dollars. We had seen men and women and gay people and anyone in between, any marginalized lifestyle in our society, succeed to high levels of affluence and prosperity. But we'd never seen the highest office in the land held by a black president. So in that moment, I was like, wow, this is it, America. We did it. We have finally gotten to the place where race is in the rearview mirror. Oh, God, I had no idea. And I want to say this. It wasn't because of Barack Obama. It was because of the white people. Barack Obama got elected with an overwhelming majority of the white vote two times. Overwhelming majority. The vast, vast, vast majority of this society way past race because we're such an integrated society. I'm not telling you there, isn't a, there aren't a couple of guys who live in a shed that aren't racist, a couple of dirtbags out there that are too stupid to know better because, of course, they exist. But in a population of 330 million people, we're not there anymore as a society. Do you understand? There is no job you can hold in America where you can be openly racist or biased against anything without getting immediately denounced on social media and fired by your employer. Not one. We've seen Domino's pizza guys get fired, UPS drivers get fired, FedEx guys get anything in between. Somebody says something that runs afoul of polite society, company fires them immediately because none of us accept racism. It is not tolerated anywhere in our society. There's nobody on board going, yeah, that's a good thing. Of course we're not. We know better. Racism is a byproduct of ignorance. People were racist at a time when they were living, okay, segregated lives. You hate things, you fear things because you don't know about them, you don't understand them. Now, as everybody is so integrated in every, you know, form of cross-pollination you can imagine, intellectually, politically, pop culturally, you know, sports, entertainment, anything you can think of, okay, we are so, so, so far past racism because we know we're all the same. Okay, we might have different traditions and observances and religious beliefs, but as people, what do we want to do? Okay, we all want to get paid and we all want to get laid. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. So the point is, at our core, it's not bias. It's not racism that drives people. It's love. It's the pursuit of the things they love. I love this. Phone. I want to go get some food. I love that song. I'm going to go buy that song. I love travel. I'm going to book a trip. You know, I love this girl. I'm going to marry her. Okay, I love raising a family. I don't have kids. Okay, I love this job. Okay, I don't love this job, so I'm going to go get one I, that I do. Okay, we don't run on hate. Human beings are not calibrated to run in pursuit of negativity. We are calibrated to run in pursuit of happiness. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> 
when you realize that, as I know a lot of you do this, why the show is so popular, okay, it's not because I'm any good. It's because I just understand. I understand human nature. I drove a cab a long time. I've talked to every actual type of human being that is from this planet and also from other planets. I'm not going to lie. And you have to get to a place where you recognize that people don't disagree with you out of hatred. They disagree with you because they think there's a better means to the thing they love, okay, than the means you're taking. That's going to be the case 99 times out of 100. So I want to highlight what Prince Charles said again because it's not the, excuse me, now King Charles, because it's not what's being said by our politicians here. Play that again, please. As the Queen herself did with such unswerving devotion, I too now solemnly pledge myself throughout the remaining time God grants me to uphold the constitutional principles at the heart of our nation. And wherever you may live in the United Kingdom or in the realms and territories across the world, and whatever may be your background or beliefs, I shall endeavor to serve you with loyalty, respect, and love, as I have throughout my life. Contrast that with this. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> Yo. Again, I'm pro-America. I don't consider the Brits my model. But at a time when we're suffering from such a vast leadership deficit, I can't help but be inspired by a guy who legitimately is putting politics aside in the name of leadership because that's what leadership is. Yo, if you fly a plane, you don't get on the air and say, well, some of us are going to take off. You know, some of us that voted my way in the election, we're going to get snacks. We're going to have drinks. That's not how it works. Okay, you welcome all 77 boarding classes. You urge them to pick up the Delta Sky Miles credit card. Then you send around the, you know, the paltry snacks and the fancy drinks and everything in between. But the point is, as the leader of the plane, your job is to get everybody where they need to be. It's not to cater to one side of the room. And that's why again and again and again, when it comes back to our leadership, we don't have any in this moment. I agree with that. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Big Friday episode of the show. We're following the news out of London. We were just speaking with Martha McCallum. We're going to get back to more of your calls. Uh, 888-788-9910. Arizona Representative Andy Biggs is going to be here as well. It's Friday. You live in the greatest country in the world. You know? Be in a good mood, man. So it's the whole point of being alive. You're in the fun business. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you were mad about work or fighting with some Yahoo on Twitter. I do that for you as like a semi-public figure. I just go tweet things, and there's plenty of people there to fight. I say it all the time. Twitter is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. Go tweet anything. Here's a picture of the cupcakes I made. Yeah, but too bad Trump. You're like, wait, what? What are we talking about? I mean, Trump has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter what you tweet. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Anytime I tweet a criticism of Joe Biden, everybody responds as if, oh, you must be like some dyed-in-the-wool, storm-the-capital MAGA lunatic. I'm like, no. He just happens to be in charge. Yo, I got news for you. The Republicans take back control of everything, 
and screw up as bad as the Democrats do, they're going to hear from me, okay? These people work for us. That's what everybody is losing focus of. The people who work for us aren't doing their jobs because they're too busy fighting for power. So I'm not on the air like, oh, we just got to get this one party in charge. Yo, 90% of both parties are one party. They're just getting fat and happy off the lobbyist money. That's all Washington, D.C. is. That's all it is. Please give us money. That's all it is. Oh, the Republicans are a bunch of racists. Please give us money. You don't understand the climate change is bad. Please give us money. The cops are racist. Please give us money. The queen dead. Please give us money. <laughs> whatever, give us money. We don't care. Okay, that's what they do. That's what politics is. These people are just trying to get paid. If we're going to sit here and pay them, I think it's about time we make them earn their money. So you're Republican, you're Democrat, or anything in between, if you get into office, do your damn job. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Getting ready for a big hour, a plus-sized hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. It is Friday. But the border's still wide open, unfortunately. They don't, like, close it for Fridays. You know, there's no, like, three-day week TGIF, nothing like that. Uh, The border's being overrun. And in this hour, we're going to discuss it with Representative Andy Biggs from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona, a guy who is none too pleased with Biden's border security. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Also angry in this moment, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who is declaring an emergency... Because she claims Texas Governor Greg Abbott has turned her town into a border town by shipping a small percentage of migrants to Washington, D.C. Now, it was a brilliant political move by Abbott because he's trying to get Democratic leaders to get Joe Biden's attention and go, hey, man, could you just secure the border? Because again and again and again. Muriel Bowser's problem, Eric Adams, my mayor here in New York, their problem is not Greg Abbott. It's not buses of migrants being shipped to their city. Their problem is Joe Biden. He's the guy not securing the border. Uh, A lack of security that is the leading killer for American adults. Fentanyl across the southern border kills more Americans than anything else. Anything, literally anything. That is horrific, and we're not doing anything about it. Okay, they appointed a climate czar, Kamala Harris, who addressed the crisis by conducting a study on the root causes of illegal immigration. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! Yo, the border is a now problem. People are getting poisoned by fentanyl and dying now. People are getting sexually assaulted by cartels and human traffickers now. People are dying inside tractor trailers now. Okay, people are drowning in the Rio Grande now. Okay, when you have a now problem, You want a now solution. You don't want to study. Again, I've said this before. If your house is on fire, you don't ever want to call the fire department in here. Well, you're in luck because we're going to conduct a study on the root causes of those house fires, like the one that's plaguing yours. What the hell did you just say? That's exactly what you'd say. You'd be like, wait, what? What do you mean root root causes? Come on, the house is on fire. We don't need anything. We don't climate change. We don't need you to work your agenda in. We just need you to put the fire out. But in this instance, are the Democrats putting out the fire at the border? The answer would be no. Nope. Bad leadership, man. Bad leadership all around. You understand, Joe Biden as a senator voted for border wall fencing not once but twice. Tell it like it is. Not once but twice. Voted for border wall fencing. Okay. But when it became a political issue, 
And everybody was like, we should be building bridges and not walls. What the hell does it even mean? Okay, but when it became a political issue, every Democrat who had previously voted for border wall funding under George Bush and Barack Obama, to be fair, all of a sudden hated the idea. Okay, why? Because it allowed them to demonize their political opposite. Okay, this is the thing you need to understand. This was such such a problem in our country. Political opposition comes with a basic responsibility. If your opponent has put forth a proposal or a policy that is genuinely helping the American people, you're not supposed to repeal it just because. But that's what the Democrats did on a border wall. Understand what a border wall is. It's not a declaration of racism or bias against other people. Because, to be honest with you, they say, ah, oh, Trump wants a border wall. He hates the Mexicans. No, he doesn't. And most of the people coming over the border aren't from Mexico. Okay? They're from all over the world. We're finding people on our terror watch list from Afghanistan and Sri Lanka and anything in between at the southern border. Because they fly over to that continent and then work, work their way up the border, knowing they're going to get in. Because in this instance, yes, we catch people, but we don't deport people. The way it works now is if you get caught at the border, it's catch and release. Hey, here's a date. You're going to have an asylum trial. Make sure you're there or we'll do absolutely nothing. That's what goes on at our border. So you can say don't come. But if the people who show up get let into the country, then the message you are actually sending is you can come right now. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. But again, why has Biden opposed securing the border? Because it allows him to run on another argument of straw man racism. Never forget, at our southern border, when they ran, okay, they suspended border agents. They did away with border horses because last spring, at a time when we were witnessing a record level of fentanyl deaths, rather than securing the border, Biden said what? They ran with a fake story that border agents were whipping Haitian migrants. Oh, this is worse than slavery. We've never seen anything like this. Oh, my God, they're going to pay. And what ultimately happened? All the people who accused border agents of racism— all the people who said we could no longer have horses because of the imagery and the place it took us to emotionally, all of them by an investigation proven wrong. But again, more frustrating than that is that there was an investigation in the first place because the photographer who took the photos, the photographer who shot the video, the very day that photo went viral was like, whoa, hey, yo, these are split rein horses. Nobody was getting whipped. Nobody's getting hit with anything. Nobody was wielding anything other than the reins in which they ride the horse with. They're taking one image and manipulating it to try to sway public opinion. Okay, we knew that the day the photo came out. But Biden still said, those people are going to pay. Investigation's going to be, those people are going to pay. Biden sucks. He really does, man. And you understand, what is his leadership every single time? It's not about the policy. It's not about how he's going to help you. It's about how the other guys are bad. That's all it is. Everybody's bad. Everybody's bad but him. The Democrats control the Senate. The Democrats control the House. And they want you to believe the problem. You know, we got 40-year highs in inflation. Got an overrun border. We got record high gas prices. We've got a 35-year spike in murders in the black community. The problem is Republicans. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Yo, Republicans are not in charge of the Senate. Republicans are not in charge of the House. Republicans are not in charge of the presidency. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Think about that. But he wants to get on the air every day and say, oh, the Republicans. You don't understand. The Republicans are bad. Why are they doing that? Because they don't want to talk about their records. Their record sucks. It's not real leadership. Uh, Jerome is on the line. He is in Kingsport, Tennessee. 
and he's a real leader. He would lead all of us into a strip club if we were there. Exactly, Jimmy. <laughs> How you doing, my man? <laughs> hey, I'm doing good. I, I just want to thank you for keeping up your campaign promise and playing the breeze for me, Doc. I gave you a full-throated shout-out on the five. You were a topic of discussion yeah. on the highest-rated show in America. Was that kind of cool? That was cool, brother. That was cool. Oh, good. I was coming home that day. I was unloading my truck, and I just caught bits and pieces of it. So. Oh, pretty rad. I, I wish I could have heard the whole thing. Oh, Jerome, hold on a second. If you go on Facebook on the Fox Across America page, it's there. I have a whole uh, – there's a whole – the clip is there. You can actually check it out. Okay. We'll, get you, we'll get you a link. You'll, okay, I'll get it on you'll hear your name, and I even lied. Okay. I even lied and said you were a classy guy filled with good ideas. <laughs> Well, thanks for bringing me up in the world, brother. No question. Um, what do you think of this Biden leadership? Is it leadership at all? Well, I have one one comment on the Queen, the way people is mm-hmm. getting on her and trying to make money off of her and all that. And she's, she was a devout Christian her whole life. Mm-hmm. That's why people are trying to get on to her now. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And you but, think. But on the Biden deal. Mm-hmm. This one up the way I look at it, if Biden went and clipped off the Queen's little toenail mm-hmm. and put it in his pocket, he'd have more leadership in him than he's got now. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> Biden's not going to clip a woman's toenails because he's too busy sniffing her hair. <laughs> but I'll, but I'll, I'll pass uh, along the You don't the know, memo. he's probably sucked so on her toes, too. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'll tell him the clip. I'll tell him the clip. Prince uh, King Charles's toenails when they hang out. Uh, Jer- yeah, yeah. Jerome, you're always great. <laughs> Go to that Facebook page, Fox Across America. You'll hear your name. You'll see your. You'll see your whole story. It was on the five. I specifically talked about you on the five. It was Dana. Uh, oh my gosh! It was you know Johnny Joey Jones, Judge Janine. It was great. Harold Ford. You're you're a th- you're a national yeah. name, dude. Come on. All right, brother. That's that's what I want. All right, we'll do it again soon. I'm, I'm nice. People are watching you now, so behave, Jerome, just a little. There he goes, the great Jerome. Pam, watching on Fox Nation. Yo, Pam. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Okay. Okay, can you hear me now, Jimmy? Of course I can. How are you? Hey, girlfriend. How are you? I miss you. I've been seeing you on TV. You look great. Oh, thanks for that, Pam. I'm on Tucker tonight, 8 o'clock. I could always use I the know. ratings. I will definitely watch you there, and you got to give Mike a raise. He's fantastic. Yeah, you stop it right now. Mike actually owes me for an Uber that I actually had to put him in last Friday. Uh, I believe it was Thursday. <laughs> Or he wouldn't have been – he would have gotten the wrong one. He was about to get in a stranger's car and sit down and freak out some family on vacation. So uh, my, Mike's raise right, Mike's raise is my silence. What is wrong with MAGA? Make America great again. Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? I don't understand. Uh, well, it's fascinating about the MAGA phrase, which I love, and this is how disingenuous race-baiting politics is. Everybody who says, oh, what does he mean by great again? When was it great again? When we were racist? Do you know Bill Clinton, I play the drop on the show all the time, used to say make America great again. It was one of his slogans. Yes. Ronald Reagan yes. used to say make America great again. It's been around forever, okay? But it's just that's the intellectual laziness they peddle 
because it's a lot easier for people uh, to just assume someone's racist and run with it than it is to think critically. You know, the Democrats like to call us low information voters, but what they're really catering to are low IQ TikTok people. I mean, that's what the party is. Stupid white people who want to feel better about themselves. So they're just calling everyone else racist. I mean, think about it. They're calling black cops racist in the summer of 2020, spitting on black cops, Latino cops. They call Tim Scott a racist. I mean, it's crazy. You know, that's that's what we're dealing with. I mean, you get it, Pam. Mm-hmm. I know. And uh, my biggest problem is with my family. Like, they all hate me. It's, it's ridiculous. We can't even sit down and have a meal. Yeah. And we used to be a close family, and it just sucks. But I have one funny thing to tell you. I was listening to Brian Kilney the other day. Oh, okay? God. They were, okay. doing, they were doing the promo for the, for the show, uh-huh. just like they do your promo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why does that voice sound familiar? I'm on his promo laughing. Get out of here. <laughs> Swear to God, swear that's, to God. That's, that's just funny. But I'm going to watch you tonight and talk her. Thanks for taking the call. You're kid. the best, Pam. Be well, girlfriend. There she goes, the legendary Pam. Family won't even talk to her. She said, we can't even have a meal because of politics. Hey, that might be the secret to this diet I'm supposed to be on. Maybe if I can get some of my family to go liberal, uh, we won't have all of these big Sunday dinners. I could lose a little bit of weight that way. I don't know, man. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, I have none. That's why I keep calling myself fat on the air, and Fox keeps hiring that guy to smack the food out of my hands. Put that cookie down now. Oh, he's back. I got to go. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Guy you can watch tonight on the Tucker Carlson Show, 8 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. You can also hang out with me in person Saturday night, October 15th at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa. Those tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Fired up, man. Uh, I have a big writing day tomorrow, Saturdays, you know. I get a lot of my writing done, stand-up stuff and everything like that. It's always rad to get on the road and, you know, Obviously, like you sing the hits, the stuff people like, you know, all of that as a comic, you know, you do a really good show. But it's always fun to like work the new news into what's going on. That's like my favorite part of like doing a show because it's kind of like we're just taking in the news together. You know, and it's like our own little tonight show or something like that. I mean, I don't actually host like a late night show here. They don't let you unless you're under five foot four. But the point is, you know, it's always good to be on the road doing our thing. Uh, Andy Biggs has been doing his thing out in Arizona. He's going to be joining us next to weigh in on this whole hullabaloo over migrant busing. And I want to play this clip. Here is Muriel Bowser saying, you know, we've got this crisis. It's not of our making. They're turning our town into a border town, which she's really trying to say, but she can't say it because of the political consequences that Joe Biden has screwed up everything. But here it is. Okay, we'll start with she mentions Biden and the federal help. Let's start there. Clip 15. So is he partly to blame here then? Is the federal government? Yes. The president, the White House, and anybody else who was involved in the National Guard not being granted for the district's humanitarian response. Yes. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. I'll tell you why she got that wrong, okay? She says, yeah, the president, the White House, anybody who won't send us the National Guard to Washington, D.C. Do you understand What she's concerned about are migrants coming to Washington, D.C. She's not mad that Biden isn't sending the National Guard down to the border. 
to keep migrants from coming into the country. She's not worried about migrants coming into Texas. She's not worried about migrants coming into Arizona. She's worth, worried about migrants coming into Washington, D.C. This is a woman who, under Donald Trump, declared that she was a sanctuary city. What a fraud. No, I'm a sanctuary city. It's like the plaque on the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, you know, until they show up. <laughs> once, they act, once they actually show up, you know. Get them out of here. Get them out. You don't want them. Okay, that's the scam. Same thing with Eric Adams. Oh, we're a sanctuary city. We throw our arms open to the migrants coming to the country, till the migrants show up. And they're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Can't have no migrants up here. No, it's crazy what they do. It's insane because they're full of it. And that's the part that's so dumb. But again, I'm used to hypocrisy. It's baked into the cake. It's politics. It's been around for a thousand years. Okay. What I'm not used to is just this absolute indifference to real American suffering. Yo, the fentanyl coming across the border, when it kills you, it doesn't know if you're Republican or Democrat, doesn't know if you're black or white, doesn't know if you're Asian or Latino, doesn't know if you're Middle Eastern, doesn't know anything, does not know. It's just killing people. The indifference to the southern border is racist towards all people. If you wanted to look at it in terms of prioritizing the well-being of a race, the indifference to securing our southern border is getting all races killed. So when you hear Muriel Bowser make this about the, an infrastructure issue, oh, we've got thousands of migrants coming in. Do you know how many people they've taken in in Washington, D.C.? Okay, just so you understand, she has taken in less people, less people, okay, in totality than these Texas border towns are taking in in one day. Okay, she gets 2,000 migrants. Like, oh, it's a humanitarian crisis. Yo, Texas got 2 million. Think about that. We've had 2 million migrant encounters this year. That's not counting the gotaways that are just in the country now. So Texas, which is supposed to bear the brunt of 2 million people coming in, is suddenly the devil if they ask, you know, the United States of America to pick up an additional couple thousand. It's ridiculous. Okay, but here's a little bit more of it. It's not our fault. Clip 16. We, regardless of the federal response, which I think has been lacking in some respects, that the District of Columbia would continue to work uh, with our partners to advance what we need uh, and to make sure that our systems in D.C. are not broken um, by a crisis that is certainly not of our making. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. It's very much a crisis of their making because as an elite Democrat official, she could be pressuring Joe Biden to secure the damn border. The whole point of Greg Abbott busing migrants to blue cities is to get those prominent mayors to say, by the way, we got a real crisis at the border. But are any of the Democrats acknowledging a crisis at the border? The answer would be no. Of course not, because it's a political liability for them. So rather than worrying about, you know, the fentanyl deaths, the 30 percent of women who get sexually assaulted crossing the border, they're just yelling Republicans are the bad guys here. It really is embarrassing. It re it's just gross. This is ridiculous. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are. We love this. Next guest.
not only a superstar representative from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona, but I seriously, pound for pound, probably, you know, one of my favorite guests in all of radio. And I'm not saying that because he gave me 20 bucks. I'm saying that because he gave me 50 bucks. Representative Andy Biggs is here. <laughs> what a good deal that was. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy, it's been too long. And by the way, anybody who knows me knows that I can't even find my wallet to get uh, 50 bucks out to give you. So they, well, so they're, they're going to say he was sincere. Well, Jimmy well, was sincere. Well, I, I live in a, <laughs> I live in a democratic run city. So somebody will get the money out of the wallet for you. They'll just come oh, yeah. mug, you, mug you and take it. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be holding me by the ankles trying to shake it out. That's the way it works. <laughs> uh, Biggs, really quickly, okay, we got so much to catch up on. It's always great to get the band back together. Yeah. Uh, we got a new king over in England, and he was addressing his constituents today, his subjects, if you will. And uh, I noticed that in his unity speech, he chose not to bathe himself in blood-red light, flank himself by Marines, and call half of his followers fascists. Uh, did he not get in touch with the White House? Is Prince Charles, does he not get how unity works? Well, he's, he's clearly missed the memo. I mean, he's missed the trend. The trend is to call for unity while you're stabbing people uh, in the gut. I mean, <laughs> so were, you, were, were you amazed? I, I mean, seriously. I, I, said, I said to myself, the, the appropriate music to play now is the Hotel California, which is all about hell. You can check in any time you want. You can never leave. I mean, you get the, the seventh circle of Dante's Inferno behind him. What a fun guy Joe Biden is. I felt, you know, and speaking of, of rock and roll uh, 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 references, I'm thinking, here's a guy who wants to put the world in a love embrace. That's Joe Biden. That's what that's all about. Born to be, I don't know that he's born to be wild, though. They give the guy a pudding cup and tell him to get in his room. Born, didn't really get that wild. I mean, unless you count the hair sniffing, but I wasn't really going to go yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. Let's leave the hair sniffing out. Okay. So really I mean, quick. I, I wanted to go there. I wanted to. No, go and, there. and rightfully okay. so. You're well within your rights. OK, but let's talk about this really quick. Is there any chance he is bashing MAGA as much as he is because he just believes it's the year 2020 and he's got an election coming up? Heck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, for first of all, he can't talk about his policies. What's what's his what's his policy going to win going to be what's he going to say hey i delivered on man those maga guys are crazy aren't they because yeah, he doesn't have anything so he's got to distract it and um you know he's he's just he's just a, a kook and his the people who write his speeches are kooks and and they're they do, they don't like the country no. Jimmy, they, that's the way it is they don't like the country I, you don't you're not going to hear you you're not going to say it i would never say it I would never say we're gonna we're gonna censor and shut out those those the left. Yes. No, we'd say we're gonna win. We want to win the election so we don't have to deal with their policies. That's the difference. We're their enemies. They're our opponents. Oh, it's so true. Arizona Representative Andy Biggs is on the line. If you're just joining us, uh, the, you know all they basically have. It's fascinating. Really, is like social pressure and censorship. And you know what's funny? Uh, they're very quiet right now when it comes to their whole climate change ridiculousness. Because I don't know if you noticed, but Gavin Newsom's <laughs> motto is apparently it's make America Amish again with the electric shortage they've got out in Arizona. Uh, not a lot to be said out there for the fact that uh, green energy isn't exactly getting the job done, Andy Biggs. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I think there was nothing more ironic and poetic 
than than two or three images uh, out of California is is first of all it's a commission which is which is the way the Soviet Union was run through commissions of unelected people mm-hmm. who said no gas cars by 2035 that wasn't legislation that was a commission mm-hmm. so that's the first thing so you you immediately adopt the Soviet uh, uh, process of government the second thing is uh, the the image of hey don't charge up your cars but not so fast <laughs> we don't have any electricity oh, that's crazy <laughs> yeah oh my goodness and then the beautiful part is when he's sitting basically in a windbreaker mm-hmm. in his office telling everybody oh, yeah. raise your thermostat raise your thermostat <laughs> I'm like uh, he's, he's using all the ac himself yeah you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta turn it up I, I said if you look over his shoulder you can actually see people ice fishing behind him in the background, exactly. negative right. four degrees in that room. But that's always been the scam. As I bring this up a lot because when it comes to green energy, when it came to lockdowns, it's always the regular people that are made the sacrifice. None of these elites are sacrificing. No one's right. changing their lifestyle. Every week here on Fox, we run some type of an update on how far John Kerry flew in his private jet this week. And it's always, you know. All of the carbon emissions you can imagine, and I think somewhere in their head they don't think they're being hypocritical because they believe, they believe that by convincing everybody else to sacrifice, that offsets the damage they're doing to the environment. Is that how they justify it? Yeah, I I think so because I, I view it uh, – these, these climate – uh, control peoples, these Green New Deal type people, I think that's their religion. And they, they view themselves as a part of the, the uh, hierarchy, the priesthood yeah. um, of, uh, of the high priest and high priestess of these things. I mean, look, uh, you know, uh, the, new, the new king in England, King Charles III, he's a big, he's a big green guy, yeah. right? But he has no qualms about flying all over creation and yeah. the and and spin and doing this. I, the other uh, Gavin Newsom's another beauty. I got to just bring this up too, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He's he's now they, he wanted to shut down their nuclear power plant, right? Yeah. And so so now they're going to extend it because uh, it's obvious they need the nuclear power. Now here's the thing: nuclear power is basically a zero carbon emission power source. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to shut it down and go back to uh, the Stone Ages, which is what Europe's doing now, too. Yeah, They're going to the, back to medieval times. It's, it's fascinating. We're talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Uh, and meanwhile, back at the ranch, we're just going to keep buying uh, solar panels made from slave labor in China. Like, how are we squaring that with all the talk about oppression and everything in between in this country, all of the pretend oppression they sell us? I mean, we are literally uh, getting solar panels made from Uyghur slaves, are we not? We, we are, and the ends justify the means to the left, and and that is to say, uh, you know, it's it's George Orwell from Animal Farm. You know, every pig was equal except for some were more equal than others, and that's what this is. They they think they're more equal than others, and so so yeah, it, you know, it's no big deal. I mean, if they're making uh, tennis shoes that that somebody's selling for 150 bucks a pair over here, no big deal. Solar panels, no big deal if it's slave labor. They don't they. So they, there's a disconnect there. They it, just don't see it. It is a weird time to be alive, man. It, re- it really is. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, and I, I was, as you know, you've been on the show for a long time. I, I, honestly, Biggs, I don't know that anyone has been on this show more than you. I don't know if you should be proud of that or not. Uh, but you're probably, in terms of lawmakers, a guy who's been on the most. So, I mean, I, you can pay me to destroy that tape uh, if you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> we can make a deal I'm, off the I'm, air. 
<laughs> I'm actually flattered. You know, I mean, uh, the producer told me today when, when I called in, he said, oh, man, you're the last guest of the day. And I said, oh, that's you saved the best for last. He said, no, no, it's the dregs. We're, we're down to the dregs <laughs> at the guest today. So I was like, oh, that's brutal. That's brutal, baby. Oh, that's funny. Mike, Mikey wouldn't say that to you. Mikey's the nicest guy you're ever going to meet. But it's basically because we all have dirt on him. So he's got to keep, you know what I mean? He's got to be friendly to everybody that calls in because Mikey has a little bit of a nightlife. So he's got the theory of mutually assured self-destruction with everybody he knows. So you don't have to worry about Mikey bad-mouthing you. I might take a few shots at you, but Mikey, it's a home game all the time. Um, yeah. Can you give yeah. me one more thing? Because this is uh, one other thing I wanted to get into. Um, the yeah. whole border situation with the migrant busing, you know, Muriel Bowser, you know, who was a sanctuary city until she was actually asked to be a sanctuary city. Um, I, what would it take? Because this is the thing. Okay, I believe Abbott is engaged in a brilliant strategy here and that he's only busing people to these cities to bring attention to the crisis in, in his own you know state, okay, and the same crisis yeah. you have in your state. What would yeah. it actually take for Biden and the uh, higher-ups in the Democratic Party to acknowledge the border? Because like fentanyl, something we've talked about over the years, it's the number one killer of adults in the country right now, and it's so fascinating to me that it can't get a minute of news coverage. Yeah, I, I, there is nothing you can do, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. It, it can't happen anymore. Uh, uh, look, I, I, when I say this, I'm serious. They, it is to them as if there is no border. Mm-hmm. Well, oddly enough, that's their policy. There is no border. So I, I was talking – I was at the border last week. Mm-hmm. You'll get a kick out of this. It's 116 degrees in Yuma. Wow. And uh, I had to bring you down there when it's 116. Yeah, that fun. sounds like a and, great and, time. <laughs> yeah, and and I have got four members of Congress with me. I say, okay, so guys, you're probably not going to see much happen here because it's 116, you know. Yeah. And what do I see? There's a family of three from Russia. They walk just walked across the border. Wow. They're the they they the see the agents are talking to them and they they ask for asylum immediately. Wow. And other times there you've got people now that are rushing our agents. Yeah. They are rushing our agents. There is nothing you can say. That will bring uh, uh, rationality to these to the left. Uh, we've got a hospital in Yuma, small Yuma, small Yuma. They've had to eat twenty point four million dollars in the first six months of the year because the number of the illegal aliens they've had to serve, and the feds aren't paying for it. State doesn't pay for it. Locals, these people just come into the emergency room. They're getting four or five women a day in their maternity ward. This is, it's real, Jimmy, yeah. it, and and. You cannot, you can't get them to pay attention. We've got you got the the representative of El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. where they get six hundred people a day that they're saying, and she says, "Hey, there's no issue. We've learned to we've learned to welcome. We're the most welcoming community." Blah 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 blah. You've got three border fences, and you've got canals and a river, and you still get six hundred apprehensions a day. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it's 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 yeah. insane. But I, they, they, they actually, yeah, they just, I don't know, they don't care. The only consolation prize is I am convinced that, you know, another year of Biden's leadership and everyone will be running into Mexico, and then we don't really have to worry about it. <laughs> well, well they, they, wait a second, they enforce their, their, their yeah. border. They, well, they won't let you in. Well, that's the joke <laughs> of the whole thing. In the end, Trump's yeah. going to be right that Mexico really is going to pay for a wall. They're going to build a wall. They're going to be like, enough, I can't with the Americans. This is too much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, it's 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 asinine, brother. It's, it's it is nuts. really crazy. But it's good to get the band back yeah. together, man. This was this was a lot of fun, and I'll handle Mikey for you. You don't worry about nothing, okay? 
Okay. Be okay. Well, okay. That sounds good, man. I'm on yeah, the case. Have, have a great weekend, brother. You too, my man. Yeah, yeah. There he goes. The great Andy Biggs. We love Andy Biggs. He tells it like it is. Not everybody wants to these days, unfortunately. It really, it's, it's nuts, man. And uh, it drives me crazy because we have, we have, we're, you know, just two days away from the anniversary of September 11th. Okay, which, you know, I was here, New York City. My brother Joey's a cop. He was down at ground zero. You know, um, thankfully he's okay. Um, I had a lot of friends that are cops down there. I know a lot of people, uh, who, you know, lost friends and relatives and stuff like that. But as a guy who grew up, uh, you know, in that generation, who grew up just a, you know, short while away from ground zero, you know, you recognize the significance, but also the team ball we played in the aftermath of 9-11. Sadly, we're not really playing team ball now. Like, think about it in a 9-11 world. Someone attacked New York City, so the whole country was like, let's get them. Now we've got a border that has become the leading killer of Americans. Think about this. 9-11, as horrific as it was, okay, one death is too many. 9-11 killed close to 3,000 people. Okay, that's 3,000 too many, not to be tolerated. Do you know how many people fentanyl has killed coming across our southern borders so far this year? Over 100,000. Okay, we've had about 60 9-11s this year. About 60. And we're not even talking about it in terms of death count. It's disgusting. Okay, we're going to talk about it here for a minute. One of my Facebook friends, who's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page, wrote a book about 9-11, and he's joining us now to discuss it. Jim is on the line in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yo, Jim. Yo, Jimmy, how are you this afternoon, sir? Thanks See, for having me on. I, listen, I told you I would keep my campaign promise, and we would discuss your book. <laughs> um, you're going to have to really quickly, before I get into your book, we got about two solid minutes. What am I yes, supposed sir. to order at Skyline Chili in Cincinnati? You're supposed to get a five-way. That's everything on it. Wow. Chili, beans, onions, spaghetti, and then you top it off with cheese. And then if you want a little spice to it, Jimmy, you put some hot sauce on that. Holy sucker. hell, man. Uh, let me Heck really yeah. quick. Did you by chance hear the beginning of this week's uh, shows when I said I need to go on a diet for TV or no? Clearly no. <laughs> There's no such thing as a diet. There's no such thing as a diet. You kind of fast and you eat what you want, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a weight pro you got a weight problem you can't wait to eat one of those things. That's right. Oh man, right. give me uh That's give right. me a little background. Give the listeners a little background on your book because I was fascinated by the concept. If you sent it, you know what? It's probably down in the shipping department because they it do bring everything is. directly to my office. But I just I didn't get it yet. But what's the title of the book? The title of the book is just like the time nine eleven. Mm -hmm. So this Sunday is the actual day 9-11. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it starts to fade away again. So what I did is I kept seeing the time, 9-11, on my watch. And when I was operations manager at the airport here, I kept seeing the time, 9-11. Mm -hmm. And then I would pop popcorn on the microwave, it'd be 9-11. Mm -hmm. I'd turn on your program at Fox, 9-11. Mm. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to write a book about 9-11. Because the time is going to be 9-11 on September 12th, first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And when people make eye contact with that or say that or hear that, they're automatically going to recall September 11th. So it can never fade away. That's 730 times in a year we can remember the sacrifice, the courage, and the patriotism that happened on that day in America. 
Yeah. And that's what the book's about. Yes, sir. Well, it would be really nice uh, if we did remember stuff like that year round because the team ball we played, like I was in Yankee Stadium when George Bush threw out the first pitch uh, after 9-11 in the 2001 World Series. It was really cool to watch a country rally. I mean, it wasn't cool. Correct. It wasn't, you know, like it wasn't cool to have to rally uh, given what we had witnessed, but it was cool to have the national ability to do that. I don't see that now. I see a, I see a country, sadly, where if we were attacked act in that way it would just be assigning blame and weaponizing it politically because covid sure. is a 911 in the sense that we all got you know attacked by it regardless of political ideology but we never played team ball we fought each other instead of fighting the virus you know yes sir yes sir and what that did was in the book i interviewed no pun intended 90 people across america wow there and their common theme with all the different backgrounds was we are united as a country. We dropped all our differences. Everything was dropped. And we said, I'm going to focus on America. It was the unconditional love of our country that came first. Yeah. Everything else was irrelevant. Spot on. No, I agree. This, I'm going to tell everybody right now to go out and buy your book, wherever they can buy books. It's 9-11. And they're going to need something to do on the couch after they eat that five-way chili from Skyline, right? <laughs> Well, they can always come and join me tomorrow. So tomorrow I'm doing a five-day here in Cincinnati. Oh, all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I'll post that yeah. on Facebook, but my audience is not a running audience. Jim, I love you. We'll, well do it again only soon. Well, 5K, Jimmy. How about that? All Let's right. May- we'll see. I might Let's eat 5K. Walk. We'll see. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Great call. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a guy you can hang out with in Ottumwa, Iowa, Saturday night, October the 15th. Going to be at the Bridgeview Center. Go to Ticketmaster.com. Get some tickets to come hang out with your radio buddy. Of course, that's a few weeks away. So if you can't wait to see me in Iowa on October 15th at the Bridgeview Center, you can watch me tonight on Tucker Carlson, where I'll be holding it down at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Fox News Channel. Happy Friday. I'm out of here. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.